0: Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss... We can withstand the test of time. I love you. Let up, please, my side. Prince is dead. Prince is dead. Dearly beloved.
1: Don't worry. I won't hurt you.
2: This was a big week in music. I personally feel this was like musical 9-11. I think Prince was the greatest performer of all time.
3: Stay here brothers, stay here brothers.
2: It's not that I love every single thing Prince does, but as an artist and as an interesting human being, and just we were richer having somebody like Prince. If you take Jimi Hendrix, James Brown, Sly Stone, yeah, uh, Michael Jackson, and you combined all these parts, as you're
4: listing them off, I'm thinking and kind of placing. Okay, yeah, that fits.
2: That yeah, fits, that fits. The guy was an incredible guitar player. Yes. When he came on the scene, I really viewed him with suspicion and no interest because I just thought he was another pop star. Right. The only things I knew at that point was uh, I Want to Be Your Lover and probably Little Red Corvette. And my girlfriend in high school was telling me, No, 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 I, I think this guy's onto something that you might not get right now. And so she played me the whole 1999 album. And it's a double album, which was pretty odd back then that a not huge artist yet... had not a, huge, not a huge artist, and that was, what, his third record? Uh, fourth. Fourth. He was making waves, and he was getting press, and I was seeing his name pop up again and again. I typically don't just jump on a bandwagon with an artist. There has to be something that makes me connect with them. What grabbed you? Listening to 1999, there are all kinds of tracks on there. If they're not a single, there, it's a weird track. What was the first one that made you turn your head? This song called All the Critics Love You in New York. Okay. The reason why is because this guy was breaking the rules. I guess the main thing I, I saw about 1999 was it was double album. It could have been one single album with nothing but hits. Right. I probably wouldn't have come on board with Prince like I did if it wasn't for the other half of the album. Really? Yeah. There's songs like Free, songs like Something in the Water Does Not Compute. different things where he gets very out there not only weird but also emotionally and vulnerability wise Mm -hmm. that i hadn't heard from a major artist at all and really in a lot of ways haven't since right this was a guy who could bear his soul but also obviously be very guarded Mm -hmm. and these little parts would come through and still did all through his career that would really surprise you when you'd Kind of giving up on him you know what i wanted to talk about or maybe not even talk about so much as play samples from is the work that's sprinkled throughout his career mm-hmm. that speaks to something beyond a typical just expression of a song right and he does that all the time but we're we're not gonna play any hits and we're not gonna even talk about any hits they're out there yeah. I wanted to focus on the music and play some songs that the majority of our listeners, even big music fans, probably don't know. And what I did was I, I took a handful of them and I edited them. And I cut them down to short bites. In some cases, the songs would be like 10, 12 minutes long. Just these epic songs. A lot of them are available in some way, but good luck finding a lot of them now. What our second episode? We kind of talked about artists who make bizarre, artistic choices. Quite questionable. Yes, and Prince has done that through his whole career. Yes, he has. It only adds to his stature to me. Right. I'd say anything that he did during the New Power Generation era is stuff I could totally do without, for the most part. Okay. And why uh, is that? Well, because he brought in a band of hired hands that were all technically brilliant musicians, right? Which you know you have to be. Right. But up until that point, he had had pretty much himself, and then himself with the Revolution. And the Revolution, while they were all excellent players in anything, they weren't like mathematician-type players, you know? Yeah. And they contributed to the sound of the band. I mean, Wendy and Lisa were not as big of a role in the band as they're shown in the movie and stuff, mm. but they, they were important to the band. They kind of helped bring him into types of music that he wasn't normally going to listen to. Like, one of his favorites, about the time of, of him breaking through with the Revolution and Purple Rain and all that, was Joni Mitchell. I'm a lonely painter. for him to come on stage when he got his first grammy and to specifically point out joni mitchell's influence on him really kind of surprised me yeah that's the last person i would have heard in his music at that point but it makes sense in a lot of other ways. Um, she also pushed things. She defied expectations. She had this flirtation with jazz. And, and, you know, she stepped outside of what was expected of her, not only as an artist, but as a woman in the music industry, that kind of thing. And he had a lot of respect for that. Okay, so the first one I want to play is All the Critics Love You in New York. This is a track. It's a pretty long track on the 1999 album. It's one looping drum track. That he kinda of builds and does things on.
3: You can dance if you want to. Other critics love you in New York. You don't have to keep the beat, they'll still
4: call I I'm trying to think of how you would describe that. Definitely drum machine and yeah. and it's a, a very simple kind of a drum machine with a little offbeat thing in right. there. Yeah, and the, the bass part is real easy, but a hell of a groove between that bass and drums. It's a really cool repetition of a very cool groove. Right. With just a little um like he's like improving over it.
2: This is from around the world in a day which was a hit album I've never really heard anybody else besides myself really proclaim it to be such a cool song it also shows something that is interesting that a lot of people might not know about Prince was that in a lot of ways he was really conservative this song here he was talking about communism and, and Russia and
4: so yeah height of the Cold War <laughs> awesome that 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 was really really cool but it, i just saw a video this week of him doing a bass solo what an incredible bass
2: player i'm going to skip ahead because of what you just said there there's a song called what's my name and he put this out in the crystal ball box set which was kind of like his clearing out some of the vault stuff this song sticks out to me the most he's talking about when he was really depressed with the whole issue with his name and the record company actually owning the name prince he's in a hotel room I believe he says in Paris or someplace I need a drum kit I need a bass and I want a turntable so imagine your prince you order all this stuff you set it up in your hotel room and then you record this demo that sits on ice for who knows how long you get not only the greatness of his artistry and his musicianship but a little peek into his soul about his name and again this is just a short clip but you should listen to the whole thing cuz as a bass player blow your mind Take my name,
0: I don't need it, nothing stays the same anyway, take my fame, I can't use it, my girlfriend calls me late, game was over yesterday.
4: might be the first thing you've played for me where i'm like i it was like a physical visceral reaction yeah, to yeah. how to just how fucking good that was
2: <laughs> controversy was an album he did before 1999 one of the things about prince was he would do these weird little songs so this one's called Annie christian black album was supposed to be the album that came out after sign of the times what we ended up getting was love sexy which is the one where he has the weird little flower it looks like a penis i don't know if you know which album this is all right well love sexy had alphabet street right which is a pretty pop song well the black album was intentionally meant for him to get into a more soul r&b funk era and he wanted to put this album out to kind of get back that sort of credibility so he records this album it's it's pretty non-commercial for the most part and it has all kinds of wild shit on it at the last moment and I mean album is mastered packaged sitting on docks on pallets ready to ship out he has a freak out and has it all pulled and doesn't want to release the album and tells people if there's bootlegs and stuff out there if you somehow get a hold of this Don't listen to it. It's evil. It was probably and may still be one of the most bootlegged albums in history. Uh, And he didn't put it out officially for like 10 years or something. What happened was he has this album. He um, takes it new in its shrink wrap to a club in Minneapolis, I assume. He wants to have them play the album but when he comes in he sees this girl that he had been trying to get with he took some ecstasy and then she said something to him to the effect of you know you would be a lot nicer if you would smile and he looked at himself in the reflection of the black album and whatever he saw and whatever his train of thought was he ran out of the club freaked out and was like pull this album so he had sort of like ecstasy freak out
4: I mean, you've heard it. Obviously, a lot of people have heard it. This is the first time I've ever heard this story, so now I'm intrigued to know what the record sounds like. It's
2: it's real dark, because it's so weird. And it's funny, too, but it's dark. And this song is called Bob George. Anyway, there's no other way to explain this. other than play it.
1: New coat, huh? That's nice. Did you buy it? Yeah, right. You seeing that bitch motherfucker again. You know who I'm talking about That slick back patty with all the gold in his mouth Don't try to play me for yesterday's fool Cause I slap your ass into the middle next week I'm sorry baby, that's the rules Who bought you that diamond ring? Yeah right, just when you have a job You seen that rich motherfucker again What's his name? Bob Bob, ain't that a bitch? What they do for a living? Spanish rock stars who Prince ain't that a bitch that skinny motherfucker with the hard voice please who do I look like baby yesterday's fool don't you know I will kill you now you're fucking right I got a gun you think I don't Mr. George home? Hello? Mr. George? This is your conscience, motherfucker. I'll keep your ass. Twice. Mm. B-O-B, spread the shit backwards with a snake. They motherfucking shit. Wow, ain't that a bitch? Hmm. (laughs) That's awesome.
2: That song is like nine minutes long. Really? Yeah, I distilled these down to the basics to get an idea for the song, but that song is long and weird. This is a song called Sexy," and this is also from the Black Album. The lyrics are very interesting. The groove. But also, there's a thing he does with his voice through this song that is straight out of Stone. If your body needs
3: water, keep dense, cause you ought to keep the blood flowing down to your feet. Brother Maurice will be riling in a minute with a bucket filled in a squirrel meat. The blood real good if you drink it real fast, but the aftertaste just lasts and lasts. If you kiss somebody, you want to party all night. All right! It's gonna be sensitive to the touch The first person that touch you, you wanna fuck You take them to your crib and you turn to a chair You make funny faces till they get risky. Then you turn on the neon Then you play with yourself till so you turn them on
0: This
3: chair goes round and round I feel like a clown cause I'm stripped down and games to so the very next day till down you don't remember my name maybe I'll see you next Thursday night maybe I won't but that's all right because in my possession there's a sign confession that says I was the best you'd ever had too bad Seven Measures
2: I want somebody to See I love his sense of humor it's Seven Measures I want somebody to uh, <laughs> he, he would occasionally Have the self-deprecating humor
3: How can a non-musician Discuss the future of music From anything other than A consumer point of view These people make decisions For the bulk of us Without consulting any of us Sales and distributions Of our
0: futures huh. Damn
2: <laughs> Hit it Alright, so I'm gonna play another song from the Black Album. This one is called Dead on It, and Prince expresses his opinions at the time for uh, rap music. And he changed his tune eventually, but this is pretty funny. Riding in my thunderbird on the-
3: from Brooklyn play the bass pretty good, but the ones from Minneapolis play it like it ought to should. Oh. See, the rapper's problem usually stem from being tone deaf. Pack the house and try to sing, there won't be no one left.
2: And that's not his greatest song or anything. It's just funny because he had this really negative view of rap music for a long time. And then he started incorporating it, and frankly, it sucked because he hired guys and they didn't have anything to say, honestly. The things that he says in his songs, like that, is 10 times more than the guys he hired to just come in and fill up space. I think he felt like he needed to get some credibility back, but it was like. What what credibility did he mm-hmm. feel you want? Exactly. The song's called Calhoun Square. This is a full band, and this is from the box set Crystal Ball. Check it out.
3: Listening to the drummer, but you still want to have fun. It shouldn't be work. Two, three, three. baby. Baby. Hey.
2: ball was meant to be one of his follow-ups in this era of confusion right about the time of sign of the times sign of the times was originally going to be a three album set what's interesting about it to me is that this track was 10 minutes long or something i believe he's playing all the instruments except for there's a, a female vocal in there and it's like this epic epic song i would say that was probably the song that made me decide it was worth digging through all of his catalog to find these little gems this short clip will give you an idea of it but really the hugeness of it has to be experienced to listen to all 10 12 minutes of it whatever it is but it's a jam this is the title track from crystal ball
3: expert lover my babe, you ever had a crystal ball Expert lover, my babe You ever had a crystal ball?
0: In your name we pray My baby, kiss me, lick me
2: was
4: amazing that was awesome
2: you got to hear the full version too that is progressive r&b that's a really good point because you could go back several albums to get this feel but i noticed it in the movie purple rain what you just played that was
4: progressive r&b because it was definitely a complex thing that is supposed to sound like freeform it is totally not freeform
3: colorblind
2: I've been collecting print stuff about the time that I saw him live and realized there was so much more stuff out there than what he was actually releasing. You know, when I heard that Sign of the Times was supposed to be a triple album, I love that album, so I was like, oh, I wish I want to hear the other ones. So he was going to do a whole album called Camille, and Camille was his female alter ego that he used the speeded up vocals on. And I love his songs where he has either the slowed down voice and the speeded up voice, like where he messes with that. You know, I love that stuff. Then he did Crystal Ball. He wanted to release Crystal Ball after Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times was already a double album cut down from a triple album. And he wanted the record company to release Crystal Ball, which was a triple album, and he wanted to release it like four months later. The record company was like, Whoa, 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 saturation And they just didn't realize you're dealing with someone you've never dealt with
4: before. Well, I mean he's incredibly he was incredibly prolific.
2: This is another song off Crystal Ball. This song's called "The Bang, and to me, it sounds like Lenny Kravitz. Now, obviously, Lenny Kravitz sounds like Prince and not vice versa, but when I heard this, the first thing I thought was, this sounds like Lenny Kravitz. Say I don't mind. We'll I'm a if you know this but when the album love sexy came out there's no grooves between the songs so if you buy the cd it's one song you can't skip around back before this was so easy to do i uh took it upon myself to edit that down so i can get to one clip well this song is called dance on and i saw this tour the love sexy tour and he had sheila e as his drummer as far as drummer goes phenomenal so this is dance on you can't skip ahead on the love sexy cd and just play this song Pick it
0: up There's a bass guitar in it. Grenade launcher rolls in the television
4: Okay, that that was really wild. That was really cool.
2: He's playing in and out of the beat. Uh, I mean, he's putting in space that doesn't make sense, but
4: it, it works. I mean, it's on. What what he what he's playing, what he's doing there is on, but it sounds off.
2: And that's him playing drums on this.
4: Yeah, I mean that that's incredible to be able to do that intentionally.
2: Prince kind of bearing his soul a little bit. He put out an acoustic album called The Truth. To me, it kind of speaks. To some of his personal stuff It has a little bit of ring of Insecurity, a little bitterness to it This will be a type of Prince song you probably Haven't heard before, Don't Play Me From The Truth Don't play me I'm
3: over 30 And I don't smoke weed I put my ass away And the music I play Ain't the type of stereo trying to feed, don't play me I use proper English and I'm straight I'm in the news again, paying dues my friend not the gander you propping my way don't play me don't play me And I play guitar My only competition is well me in the past time and time of time existed moving ever so fast Don't play me You couldn't play enough for me now to make me feel like a star Don't play me, I already do in my car Don't play me
4: Already got laid That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I was just digging that whole acoustic guitar groove. That was cool. Then it went into that other uh, spacey thing. Yeah, That,
2: that was cool. The Batman soundtrack The movie Was it a big deal In your world At the time?
4: Oh, was this the The
2: first one? Yeah, Michael Keaton
4: Well, yeah It was a huge deal Not so much the soundtrack That that I remember uh, Being being a big deal But the movie itself was
2: I'm a big Batman fan Even when it's crappy Like that
4: Yeah, I I am too If I had to pick A favorite superhero Yeah, it would be Batman
2: Well, that's easy And it's not as great as work But to me It was the first time I started seeing The weird artistry That, you know what He's gonna do Whatever he wants to do He is not going to Just try to Right hits. Yeah, yeah. And the album rises and fails on that. This song is called Electric Chair, and there's a really great performance of this on Saturday Night Live that he did about the same time. Okay.
0: Who I dance with All the time
3: I was watching you The music
0: rocked us Our eyes locked us Making us see a trip picture shoe
4: offbeat stop start that he does that's really cool and he, he tends to do that a lot
2: going back to the 1999 album this is another song that really moved me because mm-hmm. you believe what he's saying be glad you're free and- In my collection, I have 53 full-length Prince albums. And this little oddball song is from the Controversy album. And it's called Jack You Off. This is a song called Had You from Chaos and Disorder, which is one of his albums that most people don't know at all, but it's a really interesting track. This song is from 1999, it's called Let's Pretend We're Married, and it was incredibly shocking at the time. Like, I'd never heard language like this on an album, especially from a pop artist. song is called papa pretty much spells it out there doesn't need any explanation it's from an album called come and the album has only one word titles through the whole thing it was kind of a almost like a throwaway he released and i think it was part of getting out of his contract
3: there was one september day
2: This song is off of one of his more recent albums It's a pretty commercial song overall But a lot of people don't know it And this song is called Te Amo Corazon It's from the 3121 album there was an album called new power generation frankly when i saw it in the store i kind of rolled my eyes it has like a really cheap kind of crappy album cover i think i wouldn't have even probably caught this song except for when prince came a few years ago he did a tour i believe it's called hit and miss tour hit and run tour he wanted to get out and play but he didn't want to book a whole tour so he came to pnc arena one of my good friends went towards and she's like do you have a copy of this song called the one and i didn't at the time because this album i kind of ignored based on the album cover most of it i, I don't really like but this song is badass
3: i <laughs>
4: That was really cool. Guy after my own heart, I mean, playing that fretless bass. I love that moi sound.
2: This song is off of an album that's probably considered one of the least of his albums. The album's called Graffiti Bridge. The song's called The Question of You. So what
3: is the answer to the question of you? What shall I do? Which way do I turn?
4: That, that is a lot of really experimental stuff over an old blues groove. That's what makes that unique is it's got a little bit of a funky r&b slow beat going on, but at the same time that is an old blues groove. The offhand claps were, were cool.
2: You know what that reminds me of? What's that? Ennio Marcano. It sounds to me like some of the tracks from The Good Bad and the Ugly. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clapping and the ooh, yeah. I don't know if that's where it came from or not, but he sucked up all kinds of music. And this song's called "I Wonder You." And this is from the Parade album, which was sort of a soundtrack to "Under the Cherry Moon." Atrocious movie. an unusual song that, to me, also still has this kind of European influence. That might be coming from the fact that I have seen the movie and it was filmed in France.
0: I, how do you say it? say.
2: song on Purple Rain, Computer Blue. This is the song I think sounds kind of prog.
0: Wendy? Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. Where is my love life
2: to have a deluxe edition not only of the video but of the album too because if you watch the movie there's all kinds of music in the movie that's not on the album that's fabulous you know there's a song i believe it's called Father's song it's just the piano part that his father's playing in the basement kinds of incidental music there's longer versions did you ever hear erotic city i think it's probably my single most favorite prince song much had to do this episode on Prince yeah just too monumental not to I have deep reverence for him as an artist even if I didn't like his music because again we talked about this with Cheap Trick and other artists he worked the man worked his ass off and not just doing music right you know I was watching uh, the video from Kiss and it's got all of this choreography and dancing I mean right there's enough work for anybody yeah but to have written the song as well you know and and all of this um it's astounding it's amazing right and i think that we're gonna find that when the cause of his death and everything is released it's gonna have to do with the fact that he did work so hard yeah and i don't know what that's gonna be but it doesn't matter because um we will never and i don't know if any generation will ever see another artist like
4: that Yeah, somebody as highly influential. I'm sure somebody will come around eventually. Probably not in our lifetime.
2: The last song I'll play is called Sometimes It Snows in April. Not a terribly obscure song, but not a hit. It was on the Parade album. It was in the movie. And it just kind of seems apropos with what's going on. Guess
3: he's better off than he was before. whole life better oh, than the fools he left here
0: Sometimes it snows in April Sometimes I feel so
3: bad So bad Sometimes I wish that life
0: was never ending. And all good things they say never last. And love is love till it it's past. This has been produced by Donnie Shattuck.